Hello and welcome to the United on Wheels podcast. How are you? It's me, Paul Amadeus Lane, and I am so delighted to have you with me today. Why? We're going to talk about some of the amazing advocacy that's being done here at United Spinal. You don't want to miss this great conversation we're going to have with the ones who are involved with overseeing this amazing, integral part of United Spinal. But before we bring them on, I want to remind you, always go to our website, unitedspinal.org. There you can find out some great things that we're doing here at United Spinal. You can find out how you can get involved. You can find out how you can help others to find out some of the great things that we have going here at United Spinal. Well, enough about me and more about our guests. Let's welcome them on right now. And joining me right now, these amazing individuals, these awesome guests, a lot of things couldn't happen at United Spinal without these two right here, in my opinion. We have the, the beautiful Annie Street. And we also have Steve Lieberman. Welcome, you two. How are you both doing? Doing good. Doing good. Excited to be here. Doing great. Good to see you, Paul. Hey, same here. Great to have you both. So before we talk about the uh, amazing advocacy that's going on here at United Spinal, let's first uh, find out what you both do with the organization. I know, but ones who are listening and and watching and viewing and maybe don't know, and I don't want to mess it up. So Annie, we'll go with you first, ladies first, and Annie, before you go. Annie, are you okay? I'm good. I'm good. Here we go. Yes, I am the grassroots advocacy manager for United Spinal Association, and I've been with United Spinal for uh, two and a half years now, Um, and I manage our grassroots advocates across the country, which um, you know, we'll be talking about our grassroots advocacy network and showing um, how much we've grown. And I really work with our chapter advocacy coordinators, state advocacy coordinators, and regional advocacy coordinators to um, provide them with assistance and help and um, just help to continually grow our grassroots advocacy network, um, you know, just across the U.S. on social media, um, just to create a, a bigger footprint. Awesome. And you do a fantastic job, if I may say so. Thank Myself, you. Annie, and by that answer, you are okay. Steve, okay. <laughs> I want to let everyone know about the great things you do at United Spinal. So I am the Director of Advocacy and Policy for United Spinal Association. I've been with United Spinal for, uh, it's now three and a half years. Uh, time, time flies. It's been, um, it's hard to believe it's been been that long, but you know, I think, uh, I think COVID has messed up everybody's sense of time. Uh, but, uh, I, uh, so I, I oversee our, uh, advocacy department, our advocacy program, um, the grassroots advocacy network, um, working with the wonderful Annie. Um, and, you know, I'm, you know, uh, helping to, to lead the charge here when it comes to, um, you know, creating opportunities for uh, folks to get involved and engaged at, you know, the federal, state, and local levels, uh, coming up with uh, various advocacy programming, um, and then, you know, overseeing our um, state advocacy um, as well, um, you know, helping our, our folks across the country uh, to find ways for, uh, for 
getting involved uh, where they are and making change where they are. Appreciate it. And appreciate all that you do, uh, Steve, as well. And don't mean to throw a curveball um, at you both, but being a journalist, that's what I do. But Annie, what was it about United Spinal um, really spoke to you coming aboard and, and lending all your expertise uh, truly help out this organization? Uh, you know, I always say uh, I was an advocate before I knew I was an advocate. I did a lot of motivational speaking and going out to groups. And, um, you know, this this opportunity at United Spinal came along and an acquaintance of mine presented it to me. And, you know, I, I read through it and thought it was just a great opportunity. And then once, you know, I was on the team and got to know everybody and started getting to know all these advocates, it's just has been such a great experience and it's such a great group of people to work with um, that are so motivated and dedicate so much time to the disability community and just, um, you know, trying to improve and grow. Awesome. Awesome. Appreciate you sharing that with us. And Steve, well, cause you spent, Steve, uh, you and I've had a discussion before you spent some time on the Hill, mm-hmm. you know, so you know a lot of what's going on behind the scenes, but what was it about United Spinal that, that said, Steve, come on, let's do this. Yeah, so, um, you know, the last couple of years I was on the Hill, um, you know, 2017, 2018, and, you know, 2019, um, you know, I just felt, I just felt pulled in the direction of wanting to do something in the disability advocacy space. Um, you know, I, I, I self-identify as uh, an openly disabled person. Um, I'm autistic. I also um, uh, I also have spina bifida occulta, which um, I uh, feel like is um, affecting me more and more as the years go on. Um, so um, learning learning how to how to deal with that. Um, but I, I just felt like um, I wanted to share my knowledge about how the process works, how, um, how you effectively um, advocate and lobby um, legislators, members of Congress, decision makers, um, you know, what works, what doesn't, what are the strategies that you need to employ to get, to get things moving and get things done. Um, so I, I felt like, um, you know, looking out at the disability advocacy landscape um, you know, I needed to share what I knew because, um, we needed to improve to be, you know, in a better place with regards to some of the other, um, movements that are out there and use some of their techniques that I saw were working well, whereas some of the, uh, things that the disability community were doing, um, you know, maybe weren't as effective or weren't being used the right way. Um, so I wanted to jump off the hill and into the disability advocacy space um, for you know a while, and then the opportunity presented itself with United Spinal, and I just went for it. Um, it was the right fit, um, and I really could not be happier um, with all that I've done, all the you know the wonderful colleagues that I have here, and the wonderful members of the community that I've been able to meet over the last few years. And Steve, we couldn't be happier to have you on board with this because you and Annie do some uh, amazing things. And, and and Annie, if you don't mind, you know, talk about your disability too, because uh, a lot of people know who you are because you, you host the uh, uh, the the live advocacy 
yeah. show that, that we have here at United Spinal on the Facebook page. But for, for, for some who may not know, are we familiar with your disability? Can you share that with us, please? Yeah, yeah. I have been a power wheelchair user for 17 years, a little over 17 years now. Um, I was in a diving accident and I am a C5 quadriplegic. So, um, you know, that's it's really come full circle coming here to United Spinal and just uh, this uh, amazing community of people, spinal cord injury, um, spinal cord disorders, um, wheelchair users, you know, I've, I've met so many great people and, you know, doing that, that meet and advocate live stream once a month. It's, it's, I love highlighting the work that our advocates are doing. And you do a, a great job of that as well. Thank so you. So let, let, let's talk about, you know, some of the great growth, um, some of the accomplishments. And before we do, I want to share this, this map with everyone so they can see just how extensive the advocacy network is. And looking at this right here, Steve, what comes to your mind? Disability is present in every community. Yeah. We, we know that, um, you know, the disability community is 25% of the country. Um, so, you know, the most important thing that, you know, we've tried to steer our advocacy program towards is making sure that we reach everyone. We not only do we reach all of our community members, but we also reach um, all of the elected officials and decision makers um, so that we can present our community's needs and, uh, you know, be heard and make sure that it's taken into account as they make their decisions. So, um, you know, we wanted to make sure that we got as many advocates as possible in all corners of the country. So, um, you know, over the last couple of years, we've been uh, recruiting advocates, um, you know, all across the country. We now have uh, nearly 1,600 registered advocates across all 50 states in 415 out of the 435 congressional districts. So that's 95% um, that we have at least one advocate. And if, you, if you're able to look at the map, um, you can see, um, you know, there's varying gradients of orange there, orange being the, the United Spinal color. Um, and, you know, as the, the color gets uh, deeper, that's where we have more advocates. So, um, you know, the, the lightest shade is where we have one advocate you know, the next shade is where we have between two and four. And, you know, the bright orange is where we have five or more. And in some cases, I mean, we have, um, you know, 10 or even more advocates in one congressional district. So, you know, the goal is we want to have at least five advocates in each congressional district. Now, you know, when you look at, you know, how big is a congressional district? Well, you know, in terms of geographic size, I mean, that varies, but you know, they, you know, typically are around 700,000 people. Well, I figure we can find at least five people per 700,000 mm -hmm. uh, in each congressional district, right? And, you know, when you have that critical mass of advocates that are, you know, emailing, you know, phone calls, you know, taking uh, meetings with, with their elected officials, um, you know, that's where you start to see, you know, the, the staff and the, the elected officials themselves say, oh, wait a second. Uh, you know, we better start paying attention to what this community has to say. Um, you know, when, when, foot, when the elected officials hear from folks back home, that's when they know they have to pay attention. 
um, that people back, you know, the people that they're accountable to are, um, you know, asking for something. That's when they know they have to, you know, step up and listen. So true. And, and, and Annie, when you look at the uh, 2022, you know, things started opening up. We started to get back to some type of normalcy. What did you see as far as the, the, the accomplishment and the growth uh, during uh, during that time? You know, it was uh, it was amazing how, you know, so many more people were included with the use of social media and having to do so many things virtual. And I think it was a great way that we um, were able to, to spread spread the word, get more involved. Um, you know, and our hopes were that it would keep snowballing and keep keep growing. And, and that map is is evidence of it doing that and how um, even though we may not have a chapter in every state, we definitely have registered advocates in every state. So it, it makes me happy, it makes me happy to keep seeing the, the map turn more bright orange as we go along. So true. So true. And when we look at the, the different um, working groups out there and, and, and the focus, um, why don't you both of you guys don't mind uh, sharing uh, with the listeners and the viewers out there just the, the main focus of these different groups and maybe some of the different groups out there that they may not be aware of? Sure. So, you know, the uh, working groups, uh, which launched last year, um, grew out of, um, you know, the programming. It's, this is all organic. It all organically grew out of the programming that we uh, have been putting into place um, over the last couple of years. So um, back in 2021, the second half of 2021, we launched our advocacy live uh, virtual meetings, bringing together um, dozens of advocates from around the country um, every month uh, for a, a Zoom call to talk about, you know, whatever is going on where they are. Um, you know, we out of, out of those those meetings and out of, um, you know, just one on one uh, conversations with our individual advocates, um, the idea formed where, you know, we would we would form these working groups to uh, come together on particular issues of interest of members of the community. So, you know, where uh, we heard from, you know, particular community members and we heard from uh, you know, multiple community members in many cases uh, about a particular issue, then we said, oh, we should do more with this. So, um, you know, we launched our uh, working groups uh, last year uh, on accessible parking, outdoor access, and emergency preparedness. Um, we are launching uh, tomorrow our uh, fourth working group on care support. Um, and each of these working groups has you know, uh, a couple dozen or so uh, uh, community members that are a part of them. And, you know, we come together roughly once a month to talk about, you know, these important issues to identify problems and create um, actionable solutions um, to those problems, um, you know, at, at the state and local level. So, you know, we want to make sure that we're empowering our advocates um, and, and not having so much of a a top-down look of here's what you must support, but, um, you know, figuring out, you know, with input from members of the community, well, what are the issues and what are we going to do about it? Um, and then, you know, creating, you know, basically what we're, we've termed it an advocacy menu where we're going to have um, a list for our, our chapters and advocates to look at and, you know, in, in a variety of different, uh, you know, policy areas of, 
here are actionable items you can take on these various issues. You, the chapter, can decide what you want to do and we'll support you. And we're not going to dictate to you what you want to do, but these are all the different options and you can pursue whatever you want to do. I love that, Steve. So we got to not just talk about it. We got to be about it. I love mm -hmm. that. I love that. And, and Annie, you want to uh, share with uh, anything um, else that what Steve was talking about when it comes to uh, the different groups out there, the, the, the focus and just the impact that it has had out there in the community? Yes. You know, um, as Steve said, we, we started with the, the two groups and then accessible parking came along with a, a very lively advocacy live conversation, um, which, um, you know, I love these advocacy live events. Um, we bring in quite a few advocates and um, just hearing about what they're working on. And it's great how these working groups have developed from that because we know it's truly what uh, the people in the disability community um, are pushing where more change and awareness is needed. And, you know, when we have these meetings, there's so many great ideas put out there by the advocates and to be able to work together uh, and come together to find these solutions um, and find ways to get things moving forward. Um, it's, it's fun and it really, it, it lights a fire under me because I, it makes me want to push more. So I, I really enjoy working with the advocates in all the different programming that we offer, um, especially since we know we're just trying to find so many ways to get our advocates involved. And when it comes to accessible parking, I wish I could have been a fly on the wall with that discussion because, you know, I just made my my 30 year uh, accident anniversary or my will anniversary um, on the 21st of, of this month. So over the years, I've seen accessible parking and how it has just changed over the years. But I definitely have some horror stories. Uh, did anything shock you both with these with these different advocacy groups? Uh about some of the challenges that one's face when it comes to accessible parking? Well, you know, I think uh, one of the most interesting points that have come out of this, and, you know, we have some folks on our working groups who are real experts in these areas. So, you know, in the parking working group, uh, we have Bill Bogdan, who's a, a, a real, uh, you know, he's, he's a real national leader, to be honest with you. Uh, when it comes to uh, dealing with accessible parking in his state of Illinois, working out of the Illinois Secretary of State's office. Um, you know, we have in, in our other uh, groups, we have, you know, real experts on uh, outdoor access and emergency preparedness. Um, and but in the parking space, the interesting thing that uh, that came out of it for me was hearing about enforcement and and the lack of enforcement and why there's a lack of enforcement so um in in many states on private uh parking lots and in private parking garages the law enforcement can't do parking enforcement um and out of illinois um there's an order out of the illinois attorney general's office that has empowered law enforcement to actually conduct that parking enforcement in Illinois. So one of the things that we've been uh, talking about is basically doing sort of a, a cut and paste and, you know, encouraging, uh, you know, other states to copy what Illinois has done and providing that, uh, that uh, authority for uh, law enforcement to do that enforcement on private lots um, so that we can, you know, uh, make a real, a real dent on, uh, you know, it, once we do more enforcement and get, get folks to understand, you know, what they've uh, 
uh, done wrong. Maybe they won't do it again. And, uh, you know, that, 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 that to me was, was the most surprising thing that I didn't, I wasn't even aware of before we started having these conversations. Okay. Okay. No, no problem. So what we need, I think, and this is my opinion, we, we really need a national standard of, of accessible parking and what, what the rules are, because if you just leave it to chance, you have all these different uh, scenarios out there that if you get caught in the wrong situation, you can get your wheels towed and then how are you going to get home? Right. Cause we don't have accessible Ubers out there and everything, but, but hearing uh, some of the discussions that came out of it, I am really encouraged by that. And, and Andy, was there anything that, 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 that you heard during uh, these discussions that, that kind of was like a, a moment or something that you took from this? Yes. And it was actually from Bill Bogdan again, he's such a wealth of knowledge um, involving accessible parking. And I'm from, Indiana, and I did not realize that Indiana, the placards, the handicap placards do not expire. I did not realize that. So you can go in and, and get a, you know, a placard for um, maybe you will, a person only needs it for a short amount of time, but that never expires. So you have a lot of people using placards in my state that don't don't really need them. And I was not aware of that at all. I'm so glad you said that because I get bothered every two years and every four years in California that I got to fill out that I still needed, but yeah. I can see the reason why now, because some people yeah. could, could, could definitely abuse it. I mean, I wish there was an expiration date on my disability because in two years, I would love to get up and walk and do the things I used to yeah. do, but that's not happening. But, yeah. but you know, and, and one thing I really appreciate about the, the different work groups out there that, that you both are, are overseeing is that, there's a, a regional focus for folks who are local, but then there's also a national focus because a lot of these different um, issues that we face, you know, can can cross state lines and, and be all over the United States. What, what are some of the some of the challenges, though, to really get ones locally to vocalize some of the frustrations that they have because they may not even know about some of these amazing groups that are in their area? Right. So, you know, the obviously, first of all, you know, if, if folks are, you know, they live in a place where there's a chapter, you know, a lot of times folks aren't even aware that there's a United Spinal chapter near where they are. Right. Um, so, I mean, that's, you know, they, they should get connected with a chapter where there is not a chapter. Um, and this we actually uh, did something about this last year. Um, so the advocacy department uh, now has, uh, we've implemented a new structure within our program to make sure that we're not missing anybody, even if there, whether there's a chapter there or not, um, that we have um, advocacy coordinators in place um, for that state or part of a state where there um, isn't a chapter. So, um, you know, Annie and I have been uh, working uh, throughout the last year um, interviewing different people um, and, and getting different folks in place in places where uh, we don't have chapters at the moment. So, for example, in Indiana and in Alabama um, and in Rhode Island and, and a whole bunch of other places uh, where there isn't a United Spinal chapter, um, we now have a state advocacy coordinator in place or multiple coordinators um, in place uh, that that's a, functions as a team. Um, to make sure that we have that infrastructure and so that we have somebody there on the ground sort of 
directing traffic. Um, and that's the place where, where folks can go to get involved and, you know, hear more about um, all the, you know, wonderful stuff that we're doing and all the different opportunities that we have for folks to get involved. And Steve, what I'm doing right now, I'm, I'm kind of teasing people what I'm showing because if it's not in your area, they're, they're, this is what you're missing out on. So I'm trying to, trying to, trying to get them to want, to want all these great benefits right here. And, and when we look at all these different groups right here, you know, I'll go back to the top, the outdoor access working group. I mean, I wish I had something like this 30 years ago when I first was injured because I would have not sat around the house and watched Richard Bay, Montel Williams, Jenny Jones, um, all the talk shows out of went outside. Um, and then we talked about the outside parking uh, working group, uh, emergency preparedness. You know, there's Eric Kawando right there. You know, you know, all these different things right here are, are just are just just amazing. And what made you guys want to come up with these specific specific work groups? Because it's I never would have thought about these things. Yeah. So again, I mean, it came out of conversations we have with our members, right? So um, outdoor access came about uh, because uh, we were trying to get uh, Jeff Pagels, who's a, a member from uh, the Green Bay area in Wisconsin, uh, to participate in our advocacy network. And he was, you know, told us all about, you know, the work that he'd done with the uh, Wisconsin uh, Department of Natural Resources, fact that he was a Paralympian, um, all that he had done um, in, in the area of outdoor accessibility, um, you know, both in terms of, you know, natural infrastructure and built infrastructure. Um, and so, you know, he expressed, you know, he wanted some kind of an outlet to work on outdoor accessibility issues. And so that sort of stuck in my head uh, for quite a while uh, until we were able to, you know, put this forward of like, okay, we're going to create this working group structure and here, here's how we're going to do it. Um, emergency preparedness, you know, we'd had um, uh, conversations with, you know, various folks. We participated in um, uh, focus groups on emergency preparedness. Um, I've been working through United Spinal, working uh, on getting the, the, the District of Columbia to implement a settlement because we actually, United Spinal, sued the District of Columbia a number of years ago uh, to get them to include people with disabilities in their emergency planning. So we've been working through uh, the, the terms of the, the settlement agreement um, for the last uh, three years. And, you know, I've been working on uh, working on that for, for all that time. And so, you know, we have a ready to roll program through United Spinal. So we thought, okay, this could be sort of like a, a brain trust to make sure that our ready to roll program is you know, list, you know, doing all the things that we need to be doing, um, meeting everybody's needs. So that's where that came about. The accessible parking working group came about, uh, you know, talking to, you know, as, as Annie said, we had our advocacy live session and these, these are, you know, once a month, we alternate um, the third Tuesday of every month, we alternate between uh, 1 p.m. Eastern and 5 p.m. Eastern. So that's 10 a.m. Pacific or 2 a.m. Pacific um, every month. And so we had, you know, they're scheduled to run for an hour. We actually ended up, uh, you know, we brought up the, the issue of parking and that conversation lasted for 90 minutes. So we went 30 minutes over time and people had a lot to say about parking. Uh, so, you know, we we're like, okay, uh, well, we're going to make a working group on parking. So that's where that came about. And then in talking to, you know, a whole bunch of different folks about, 
issues related to uh, care support, uh, you know, finding a PCA, um, you know, the, the whole, the care economy, there's so many challenges associated with that. Um, you know, the, you know, how, how, you know, poorly paid PCAs are and, um, you know, how hard it is to, to keep PCAs, um, you know, the, in talking to various folks in the community. And we've done a lot of work on this at the national level over the last two years. Well, that, you know, we thought, okay, now it's time to do a care support working group because so many people have brought this up and we're, you know, we've been working on this for quite a while. So, and, you know, th there may be others that come about, um, although, you know, we're, we've got, we've got our hands full right now, I think, but uh, you know, there's, I think in the future, there's, there, there, there's probably going to be room for, for more of these, but I mean, it's all based on what our community members want, right? It's all about what, what are their interests? What do they want? What do they want to work on? What are the challenges that they face? Right? So we're, we're empowering our members and, you know, it, we, we really want our grassroots advocacy network our 1600 strong uh you know network that we have now and we it's continuing to grow it we wanted to be a, you know a choose your own adventure kind of a thing mm -hmm. where we're presenting all these opportunities for folks to get involved you know whether it's our advocacy live rolling capitol hill our virtual advocacy day our working groups um you know the work that our chapters do um you know work that individuals can do where they are and basically saying okay you have all these opportunities to get involved you know get involved as much as you as much as you want as much as you can obviously we'd love for everybody to get involved as you know to the greatest possible extent but you know it's you know what do you want to do and we're going to empower folks to do that we're going to support you in your advocacy journey thank you so much steve you know we can really hear and see the passion and the blood sweat and tears that, that you and annie and the rest of the team are, are putting when it comes to these working groups i mean just a phenomenal way of getting uh, action and things done that we really need in our community really really appreciate it so is, is there anything else um about, about 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 the working groups about anything in general or how ones can join um this this awesome groups you want me to take that one steve go ahead Amy. all right um well there's you know if people are interested in the working groups uh, you were flipping through it before um you know it, it the blog talking about the various working groups and at the very bottom, there is a button you can click to fill out a form and you can check off any or all of the working groups you wanna take part in. Um, that notifies Steve um, and it notifies me. Um, we add you to the list and you'll start receiving emails and notifications uh, on when we meet, which is around around once a, once a month. Yep, yeah, there it is right there and it is, um, www.unitedspinal.org backslash advocacy-working-groups. So that's where they can find it. Or you can simply contact and email Steve or myself, and we will we will get you signed up so you can start, start putting in your two cents, and we want to hear from you. Awesome. So can you share with me, just, just between us, nobody else is going to hear this. <laughs> What do we have to look forward to this year? Anything, anything on the horizon, um, future plans this year? So uh, we've got a lot of things going on this year. So um, as we mentioned, we've got our care support working group that's starting uh, up uh, tomorrow. It's launching this year. Um, we're going to be doing more in terms of our regions. So um, we have six regions in the United Spinal that our uh, chapters and our states are divided into. We want to make sure that our uh, regional um, 
our, our advocacy coordinators for that region are uh, meeting and uh, talking about advocacy initiatives that they've got going on uh, in their states. Um, our, um, our state advocacy councils, which in our larger states, we have uh, multiple chapters. Um, they've been meeting uh, since uh, late last year, and um, I'm sure they're going to be having uh, some advocacy initiatives going on in their states, as well as some of our other uh, chapters. Um, we have virtual advocacy day that's going to be um, in March. That's going to be focused on um, spinal cord injury model systems funding. Uh, it's going to be right smack dab in the middle of uh, appropriations season where uh, Congress is, uh, they've got letters flying around, you know, at getting uh, members of Congress to support uh, various programs. So we want to make sure we're right in the, in the thick of it there, uh, right as they're doing that um, and, and meeting with, with our members of Congress. And of course, we have Roland Capitol Hill that's in, in June. Um, and, you know, we're going to be pushing on a wide variety of issues, um, you know, in, when it comes to transportation, when it comes to, uh, to employment and health care. Uh, we have a, a big opportunity this year uh, with regard to air travel. So um, every five years, um, the, the Federal Aviation Administration has a reauthorization um, that gives uh, Congress the opportunity to sort of revisit where things are with uh, the airline industry. Um, and this is our opportunity uh, now this year uh, to make a real difference in air travel, which is such a, a nightmare for uh, wheelchair users in this country. Um, and so we're, we, we're going to be pushing along with um, some other groups um, to include um, language in the legislation that passes um, that is hopefully going to fix uh, many of the problems that are inherent in air travel for wheelchair users. And there's, there's a whole, there's going to be a lot of different, you know, there's going to be action alerts that we're going to be sending out, uh, you know, throughout the year on, on different issues. But, you know, there's going to be, there's so many opportunities for folks to get involved, right? Um, and again, as I said, we're, we want to, you know, we want this to be a, a choose your own adventure kind of a thing. You can get as involved as you like. Um, we hope that you get, you know, at, you know, more involved rather than less involved, but you can get as involved as you like and, you know, bring, bring along, you know, folks in your own personal networks, you know, um, mm -hmm. your, your family members, your friends, your colleagues, um, you know, your neighbors, um, get them involved because, you know, all you really need to, you know, be involved with the United Spinal is that you care about the issues um, that, you know, that we care about. So, you know, anybody that cares, you know, we, we want them to be a part of all that we're doing. I love it. I love it. I love it. And it's been really great speaking with you both, finding out more information about the, the great things that are happening when it comes to the advocacy here at United Spinal. And, and I, think, I think oftentimes these amazing programs out there don't get talked about enough. So I'm glad we are having in this conversation and this discussion. And before I let both of you go, anything else before we, before we leave, Annie, you want to go first? Yeah. Yeah. I just want to say, you know, if, if you're listening and um, you're not sure about advocacy or, you know, how involved you want to get um, a good option would be to join our advocacy live one month and you can just, um, just join and listen and you can hear our advocates um, from all over, talk about everything going on. And I just think it's a great way to see, um, you know, the, the various levels you can be involved in. 
Um, you know, and advocacy really is, you know, sharing your story. It's the best way to advocate. And um, I've learned that over time. And that's if you can be transparent, you know, and as more transparent you are, the more people you're going to reach and the more relatable you'll be. Well said. And Steve, any closing thoughts, my friend? Yeah. So um, the easiest way for folks to get involved is to join our grassroots advocacy network to uh, to fill out our form. That's uh, at unitedspinal.org uh, backslash grassroots dash advocacy dash network. Um, and, you know, it's a very quick form. Uh, fill that out. You get plugged into um, all that we're doing. You get uh, reminders about advocacy live every month. Um, action alerts as they come about, you know, and, and we, we, you know, I, I try not to clog people's inboxes. Uh, I don't, I don't want to send folks, you know, a ton of emails all the time. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm gonna, I, I do what I can to, to not do that. So, um, you know, but it, it, you know, it, it's the quickest and easiest way, um, to get involved and to, um, you know, Ha, be, stay up to date on all that's going on and you know we'll send reminders and uh action alerts out and uh you know you can be a part of something uh that honestly i think is really special um you know we're we're uh we're changing the culture we're we're building a movement and we want everybody to be a part of it awesome well, thank you both it was great speaking with you and looking forward to our next chat yes thank you very much thank you so much paul Really enjoy chatting with Steve Lieberman and Annie Street. And yes, you know, I had to have that Michael Jackson reference, right? Annie, are you okay? Annie, are you okay? And she was okay. Really enjoyed hearing about all the great things happening with the advocacy work groups uh, that we have going over here at United Spinal. So make sure you sign up, share with others about these advocacy live that's going on. And make sure you go to the website and check everything out. Well, until next time, folks, please. Stay healthy, stay safe, and remember, I love you all to life. Until next time.